Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news and analysis from Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. Up on the show, Netflix takes on the Formosa Plastics Group. Academia Sinica's name comes into question. The government cracks down on Huawei. The hand recall moves ahead. Coronavirus updates and PRC bad behavior. And the PRC drops hints for Johnny Chang. The KMT also slams the DPP over land law. But up first, the TPP here in New Talk on local media. The the TPP, the Taiwan People's Party, or Koenja's party, is already laying out plans to have candidates nationwide for the 2022 election. They also just had a minor scandal with a figure in the party uh, resigning after magazine reports came out that he's having an affair. All right, this is in the Victoria Advocate. New season of Dirty Money to examine Formosa's role in Point Comfort. Formosa's Point Comfort facility is the subject of a documentary in the new season of Netflix's Dirty Money, premiering Worldwide Wednesday. I've written before about the Formosa Plastics Group and some of the things that they have done both locally and internationally, particularly in the realm of pollution and also accidents and quite a few people have died. All right, over to Focus Taiwan. DPP lawmakers want name change for Academia Sinica. Several lawmakers of the ruling DPP called Monday for a name change for Academia Sinica in English and other foreign languages to avoid confusion and help Taiwan gain greater exposure in the international community. Now, Academia Sinica is a research organization that was founded in 1928. So, if you want to know why they want to avoid uh, confusion by changing the name, here in the Taiwan News, the headline is Taiwan's Academia Sinica rebuffs China's claim to coronavirus test antibodies. After reports surfaced on Chinese state-run media claiming that China's Academia Sinica had developed a new reagent, President James Liao said at a press conference that, quote, this is not the case at all. Of course, it has nothing to do with China, reported UDN. He emphasized that, quote, we developed this completely on our own. If you don't know, Academia Sinica, the name Sinica means Chinese. Over to the Taipei Times, telecom devices required to label Taiwan accurately. Manufacturers' product certificates could be revoked if their devices, software, firmware, or manuals use Chinese Taiwan or other names for the nation that undermine its dignity after the NCC approved an amendment to regulations of telecommunications terminal equipment. So this includes things like smartphones, tablet computers, these, these kinds of things. Now, this is being specifically targeted at a security update to three smartphones manufactured by Huawei in November last year caused the location of callers to be displayed as Taiwan, China, rather than Taiwan. The commission immediately prohibited sales of the three models and asked Huawei to address the issue as the designation did not faithfully reflect reality and undermined the dignity of Taiwan. All right, uh, moving on to the the recall election for Kaohsiung Mayor Hang Wuyu. This is in Focus Taiwan. Petition to recall Kaohsiung Mayor sent to City Election Commission. The important part here, one of the lead petitioners, because there's several different groups, 
told reporters they have collected more than 550,000 signatures so far and have decided to submit 400,000 of them, more than the required 228,000 to the commission to review. That The number 228 seems a little um, er, ironic. Now, essentially, this moves on to the uh, the city's election commission and central election commission to complete the review process and approve the recall proposal. A recall vote on hand could take place June 13th at the earliest, according to Chen. Now, there is some concerns, however. The head of the central election committee commission for Kaohsiung City is, of course, a Hanguyu appointee. So there are some concerns there about impartiality. How We'll see. All right, on to the coronavirus. In Focus Taiwan, home isolation slash quarantine subjects to get compensation. Such per- persons, as well as any of their family members who take unpaid leave to attend to the isolated or quarantined, will get NT 1000 per day in compensation, according to the bulletin, which was in the form of a directive from the Ministry of Health and Welfare. It's unclear if it applies to foreigners or only citizens. Ministry, and this is in the Taipei Times, Ministry plans for fallout from oil price row. Domestic petrochemicals face declines this quarter amid falling oil prices and the COVID-19 outbreak stifles demand. At this point, they're just making plans. We'll see what they actually are. COVID-19 economic risk exceeds SARS. The COVID-19 outbreak poses greater risk to Taiwan eco- Taiwan's economic and consumer activity than SARS did in 2003, the central bank said yesterday in a written report, at which indicated there's room for policy action. Once again, we'll see what those actions may be. Continuing in the Taipei Times, Command Center issues travel alerts for 26 countries. If you're planning to travel overseas, you should probably look into whether or not that country is on the list. And there are level three warnings, avoid all non-essential travel, and level two alerts, which practice means practice enhanced precautions. Continuing along, national athletes can only travel for Olympic qualifiers. So this could impact Taiwan's standing in international sport. All right, this is the big coronavirus story. In the Taipei Times, China meddles with evacuation flights. A China Airlines charter flight to evacuate Taiwanese stranded in China on Tuesday was delayed by Chinese authorities who unilaterally attempted to make last-minute changes to the passenger manifest, an anonymous source said yesterday. Just before the flight was scheduled to depart Hubei province at 5 p.m., Chinese authorities attempted to add 30 passengers not on the original manifest, saying there was, quote, enough room in the cabin, the source said. They also refused to let passengers don protective clothing, saying it was unnecessary. The two maneuvers caused the flight to be delayed until 9.46 p.m. as the Central Epidemic Command Center and other medical authorities in Taiwan refused to accept the moves, creating a four-hour stalemate until the passengers were allowed to don protective clothing and board the aircraft. The source added, a separate charter flight operated by China Eastern Airlines, which is, by the way, owned by the PRC, was also delayed and arrived in Taiwan at 4.08 a.m. yesterday. Although the Chinese authorities had claimed that protective clothing was unnecessary, the China Eastern Airlines flight crew all wore protective gear, the source said, citing a Taiwanese passenger on the flight. 
So what's important about this is essentially the PRC side is intentionally trying to meddle with this and cause the Taiwan authorities to lose face, as they would probably put it. This is something to keep watching. They really want to make Taiwan look bad and also to reduce Taiwan's dignity, I think is the way the article put it. All right, moving on to the KMT official website and Johnny Chang, the new KMT, the new KMT chair. The article is Johnny Chang says he did not deny 1992 consensus, but KMT's narrative requires pondering. Now, this is a source. Their source is the UDN. New KMT chairman Johnny Chang, or Jiang Jitun, did not refer to the 1992 consensus in his inaugural address, leading to discussions. Yesterday, Jiang indicated he was not in denial of the 1992 consensus, but had to ponder on how the KMT's narrative could be clearer, more understandable, and more widely accepted. Chang has indicated that the idea of the 1992 consensus, which seeks communalities, while leaving differences by setting aside disputes over politics and sovereignty has never changed within the party. He has added that future discussions are needed to find ways to establish a new foundation for cross-strait mutual trust. Jang also said that the KMT's Reform Committee has not yet discussed the cross-strait narrative, hoping that the public could give him more time and space to initiate the, the discussions. Now, if you read my three-part series on the KMT race in Ketagalan Media, you'll notice that this is exactly what I predicted would happen, that the KMT is going to consider coming up with some kind of new formulation that they can try to apply with China. You can also uh, listen to or watch this week's Current Affairs Taiwan with Michael Turton. We also discuss the issue there. All right, so this is in the Global Times. Now, the Global Times, of course, is the Communist Party mouthpiece this is where they put the more out there kind of things. If it's a really official policy, they'll put it in the People's Daily. This is where they float trial balloons. There's a few things in here. Zhang Yazhong, a KMT member who ran in the KMT primary for the 2020 Taiwan regional leader election and professor at National Taiwan University, told the Global Times on Saturday that Zhang represents the island's local faction in the KMT and has a different political stance to the mainland. He might not be interested in boosting ties with the mainland and will seek closer ties with the U.S., Chang said. Chang's victory could be a symbol that the KMT would be more localized and pro-U.S. and will likely weaken the sense of Chinese national identity, which means it could no longer be a trustworthy partner for the mainland to cooperate with, Chang warned. Quote, the opportunity for cross-straits peace is declining and the danger of military conflict is increasing. And this is probably what the U.S. wants to see as it can interrupt China's great plan to realize national rejuvenation. So this is an NTU professor here in Taiwan, but he is deep, deep, deep blue. Moving on, in September 2019, Jang met Joshua Wong, a Hong Kong separatist and major activist who participated in the months-long turmoil in the city and voiced support for Wong, which has been regarded as a hostile move to the mainland. So, Johnny Chang is obviously causing waves, and of course Xi Jinping, for the first time since 2005, did not send a congratulatory message to the incoming KMT chair. Now, this is very interesting. It says here, so 
Okay. A Beijing-based Taiwan affairs expert who asked for anonymity said that, in fact, the mainland does not put too much faith in the KMT. In the future, the DPP might emerge as a player if it sees itself staying in power, encouraging some politicians to try to play a role in communicating with the mainland. Quote, so to some extent, maybe current island leader Tsai Ing-wen's inauguration speech on May 20 will be more important than the KMT chairman's stance, he added. Now, this is very interesting. Essentially, this is a trial balloon reaching out to the DPP on the one hand and issuing a warning to the KMT that the PRC side is not happy with him or any plans to change the 92 consensus. All right, finally, in the Taipei Times, KMT caucus blasts Executive Yuan for proposed Spatial Planning Act changes. This is a law which allows, let's see if we can find the exact quote here. The the Chinese Nationalist Party KMT caucus yesterday chastised the Executive Yuan for submitting proposals to change the Spatial Planning Act, which is essentially land planning. Amid a global outbreak, helping corporations secure development projects while evading public scrutiny. So this is, I think a lot of people would consider this quite, um, how should we put this, ironic because the KMT traditionally is associated with doing exactly that. But obviously, and this is a very common pattern in Taiwan, is that when, when the party, either of the parties moves from being a ruling party into the opposition, they often will swip, will switch or swap stances on various issues. This has happened over many, many issues over the years. When one party's in power, they support one thing, and then they're out of power, they are completely opposed to it. It's a very common pattern in Taiwan politics. All right, a few uh, a few articles to keep an eye out on. Ketagalan Media, Life on the Edge, a comparative analysis of disinformation in Estonia, Estonia and Taiwan. An interesting read. Also in Ketagalan Media, Sino-Japanese relations in 2020 and implications for Taiwan. All right, be sure to look on report.tw. All these articles that I referred to that are in English are all up there. And remember, all of these shows, including Current Affairs Taiwan, are always up on the site. Be sure to check it daily. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw. 哎呦，就是那个台湾狗啦，最喜欢我的台湾狗了。